Lord sang this song to me. There was a message in his melody, sweetest lyrics that I ever heard. There's a message in the songs of earth. Tomorrow is another day. Living is the only way. Tomorrow's gonna ever come. Listen to the words of the song. Hi, greetings to everyone who's watching this. I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule as usual to watch the Sip of Inspiration either now as it's live or even when you see it on your favorite podcast streaming session. Uh, so I am excited. I just need you to know that. So I'm Stephanie Wilson-Cohen, the empowerment doctor, and I've got a little bit of housekeeping to do. So if you're watching this now, you're watching us through YouTube, Facebook, or even Twitch and Twitter. Uh, it's also available on every place you would watch your podcast. So if you're missing it here, there are lots of other places for you to see it. So you can also look at us on ChampagneConnection.com, which is the website. And if you go to the website, there'll be some merchandise that you can purchase. Um, and I have to do that plug because my mentor always says I forget to send you to the website where there's all kinds of great things and free exercises that you can do that can help you open up so that you can change your life and live the life that you actually were created to live. So joining me today is Radha V. Did I get that right? You did. Hey, thank you very much. And Radha V is a servant of inner peace. She considers her deep childhood emotional wounds to be a blessing. And they thought about self-healing and have enabled her to empathize with the trials and tribulations of the human condition. And we're going to talk about a lot after this whole segment about the human condition. So over the last 30 years, She's kept her soul's agreement by helping more than 2,000 clients to break the code of human conditioning and to integrate their soul fragment. She serves the divine spark within each of us. In one of her early messages, the divine spark announced to Radha V, we are a spark of life itself. At birth, we were a tiny seed that held the wondrous truth of life. The message goes on to support us in finding inner peace and are the subject of her forthcoming book. Thank you for joining me. And I am excited to talk about to talk about your entire journey and path and what we need to be aware of as humans and how we too can change our lives and actually live the things that we know our soul desires for us. So you know, uh Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, before we get started, tell us a little bit about your upcoming book. Oh, my book. Yes. My my book, you know, it's channel messages from, from uh, the divine spark. I had no idea their name. They taught me because, um, and so the, the book, we think so far, it's going to be the title of Finding Inner Peace in the Midst of Chaotic world and freedom from the human conditioning, all based on because I got the channel messages from the divine spark. And that's when I, the book has everything up, starting from your human conditioning, 
people mm-hmm. will recognize, oh my God, this is what I was. This is where I went seeking for something I lost inside and I went outside seeking for it, not finding it. And then coming back into, into, into what into freedom from, from freedom from all of that to find your inner peace. And we have, I have um, meditation, several of them for people to go through. So it's really a book that doesn't age because there's always people living in that world of lack identification identification that's really not who they are so that's a book and i'm really um to me it's a sacred journey so as you got started on your journey you were given this message we are a spark of life itself so what were you doing when you received the messages? Because, you know, most of us think when we receive messages, we have to be doing something special, sitting in a special position, praying a certain way. So how do you get your message and how do most people get their messages? Because I think we overlook the messages because we don't understand what's happening. You know, I am. Um, I, I was always a highly sensitive person, a very introspective. And at four years old, I heard about God in Sunday school, and I wanted to know where God was. I followed it. God, the word God, to me was like a, a golden thread in the tapestry of my life. So the work I was doing. You know, I, I started successful business. That's not where my soul wanted me. And so um, when I went through my own self-healing, because there was a lot of wounds in there that I hid away and held trapped inside of me. And there was a mystical uh, moment that occurred, and I knew I had to go through my personal self-healing because it's through the self-healing that I learned about the human conditioning and I had such great compassion for what people go through because I was shedding mine. So um, I started to work with people clearing their wounds, their childhood wounds. So I was very good at, at, at that. And then I, I literally had a vision. That's the first thing, the vision of a little boy with a, with a golden key above his head and he said, we're here to help the adults, but first they have to take us out of confinement. I knew exactly what he meant because that's what I was working with for 30 years. So it wasn't um, difficult for me never because I was really open to the divine. And sometimes I would get a download that I have to write. And um, I also, List get trans channeling through doing a sacred plant medicine, and and I'm coming out to say that I've never talked about that before, but that's how it happened. I get a my guides, and I call them my cosmic teachers, guides me with a lot of writing about things about me, about the world. It's really beautiful, and most of it 
was channeled through when I was in that expanded state. So what are some of the common things that occur in this human conditioning that we don't recognize that is because we're just going along with it? Lots of things. I would say everything. So let's talk about, you know, and it's not our fault at all. Because you remember that line you said, you know, we were like a tiny seed that came mm -hmm. into this world. Mm -hmm. I want us to remember that when we were born, we forgot every, everything was taken away from us. The only thing was the essence of our being. That's what we were, that's what they were telling me. We at birth was this. So what has happened? I'd like everyone to sort of, Hold that space to know that your innocence was the most beautiful thing about your life at that moment. We were trained out of that to identify with our name or our body or the outer world. So the, the world had its own own. Uh, Meet, meet, meetings and groups and what it is we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. We lost, we didn't lose it. It was locked away behind the wall. What we are. That, what you repeated, I want mm -hmm. people to always remember. That's what we all are. And so the human conditioning Lives more from the belief, from our lack of um, uh, of of owning what we are, because we were trained to think, not to feel. So, thinking is about the training, and when someone in our childhood. In the most simplest thing, I won't even take the big, 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 big thing, or we can add that, but I want to take the most minute thing that a lot of adults overlook. When your parent or an adult look at you with that angry or disapproving face, you may not remember how it closed you down. You don't remember, but I wanted to go back to see that. Because we came into this world to give love and receive love. That's mm -hmm. it. And when we are being fed with wounding thoughts, thoughts or actions that is not loving, it's a devastation to our being. And we create an, uh, 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 we create a, 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 a whole idea and, and how to live from that life by covering up the pain and wound because there's nobody to talk with. Or the people who are hurting us we can't go to talk about it. We don't know what to do with it either. Our brain is not um, 
matured enough to know that I am having a problem, a verbal problem, but we know that the feeling is horrendous. So another thing is, we came into a, a, a conditioned world. We, we came into a traumatized planet. Really would like people to understand that. So all the adults around had forgotten who they were. It's not that anyone who hurts us has forgotten what they are. They've forgotten their true nature. And so their true nature is hidden and locked away, just like the little boy told me. We are here to help the adults. But first of all, we have to unveil the conditioning that is wrapped around us. And the, 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 the most painful part about this is when we are wounded, it's the... It, it's not just a wound that affects us. It's how we feel from the wound that affected us. We have created a whole belief and story about why we were treated the way we were treated. That we carry in our mind forever as truth. So what are some strategies, some effective strategies to help us identify the story and help us to start telling a different story? Because I believe that the story you tell about your life is the one that shapes your life also. So how do we tell a different story? I want us to find, find someone we feel we can trust to talk to. It's not about talking to my friend and complaining. This gets us nowhere. What it does, it creates more and more of a belief. But if someone, people who are listening to this, to know that there's another way, there is another way. And when we get through the wounds and the traumas, that we are carrying. We don't know what our soul is here to do, how much we are here to help someone else, because those who have gone through a lot of pain are really in here in service to, to humanity because they hold that compassion mm -hmm. and they hold that understanding. And so we start to look and say, and ask yourself, is it true what I'm believing about me? Because we are thinking more about the lack in us as much as we're thinking about the person who hurt us. We are thinking and feeling whatever it is we felt about the incident or the situation happened. Mm -hmm. And at two years old was my first wounding. And I thought, I'm not good enough. I'm just not good enough. How can this happen? 
And once we start to unveil all of our beliefs and we ask ourselves, is that true? Is that really true that I'm feeling I'm not worthy? Is it true? And then you start to look as an adult, some of the things you value, some of the things that people think really you're good at this, you know, and, and you start to look and say, weigh the scale. Am I still holding on to these beliefs that I have about myself when there are other things out there that people are telling me I'm good at? And take those things in together or write down what people say about you. You may be really brilliant in school, you know, and get straight A's. Write it down. Write it down. It's your abilities. And when you write all the good things about you down and you look from your heart and look at that, and then you, you look, you have another side where your old secret beliefs and about yourself is on the other side. And you compare and you look. And you let you look from your heart because in there, you came in with love. You came in in a state of innocence. You came in in a whole different way. You came in as a spark of God. That's a divine spark. That's a book. And what is a divine spark? A spark of the divine. And I want to let you know to all of you that we are all sparks of the one flame, the one flame of the divine or of God. I say God, so I'm not afraid of using that word, but I'm talking about the everlasting being. And so you can then look, those who have hurt you, the were not feeling the essence of their being. They were not living with that. They're living from a lack. They're living from some secret shame. They're living from some hate that they have not um, released yet and is held on to that. Free yourself by saying, I need help. That's the first thing. I need help. Once you admit that to yourself, trust, you're going to find the right person who you feel you can open to. You will feel it and you will start seeing it in that person. But when we close down and hide away our shame and lack, that's all we see in the world. So. So once a person has written down and I am a believer in you writing down the things that are things that you like about yourself or the things. And sometimes you can't depend upon your, we can't depend on our own selves to even be accurate, open-minded to finding anything good. So it's good to remember the things that people say to you about how good you are at this, or you did a great job when you did that. And we just sort of say, Oh, that's nothing. Uh, 
that's the message that's coming into you to help you with this conditioning to know just how good you are and how some people really do love that essence that's you. So once we do that, so so is is it too late or too early to start or we can just start right now? It's never, never too late. Never too late. And one of the things, though, that people commonly have a little difficult with is to accept beautiful things that people say about them, especially when they have so much pain, emotional pain locked up and, and, and you know, withdrew from the world. It's so hard. But I want to ask you if any of you there find it hard to accept compliments. Stop. Stop. Because if there wasn't something special about you or that thing they told you, they would never have mentioned it to you. Really. That is so true. I think we've been conditioned in this society to not accept compliments because I remember I used to say, oh, no, don't worry. Just say thank you and move on because you're right. People are there and when they when when the experience they have in your presence in your present is really a good experience for them they do like to tell you so you're right just say thank you and accept that and write that down too because it's amazing how quickly we forget the kind things oh yes yeah. yes because it hasn't touched, hit the heart yet. So the mind keeps, you know, the mind never stays still with a thought. It contradicts itself and it believes itself. It does all kind of crazy things. But open your heart and said, this is what somebody thought about me. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. And if you cry, because you feel someone said something to you that touches you so deeply, let the tears come because it's a healing. It's a healing. That is fantastic. So, you know, we're taught to think critically and think with all of this data. And so I think sometimes that gets us out out of the living in the love center. How do we stop that and just get back to the simple things of just loving who we are? As I always say, fat thighs and all, just loving who we are no matter what. Okay, I'm gonna answer this roundabout. You can go to the most incredible therapist. If you not making a choice, to open is never going to happen. There's nobody out there who can help you if you're not open and you're not aligned with the, the energy. So the most important thing after that is to have an, a determined, a strong determination to say, I'm going to lick this habit or this attitude 
And there's simple things in life that you can do. You start to exchange some of your thoughts with gratitude. Okay. Ah. Gratitude, you know? You don't have to wait until you get a gift or you get a raise in, in your work or, or you want some money. For you say, oh my God, I'm so grateful for this money. Look what it can do for me. Look, you know, I've been lacking finances. I'd like you very much to see the simple things in life. One of the simplest things in life is to take some time, sit quietly, and sort of let yourself feel like you're in this expansive state or somewhere outside. Try to be outside of your mind. You don't need to try to pay attention to your thoughts. Don't. Just let it go. I want you to breathe. And I want you to understand that this breath that goes through your body is what keeps you alive. You will never be alive without your life. That's your life force. And it's so precious and important that that is one of the greatest things to be grateful for because you can't turn it off. If you turn it off, you're not here. You're leaving your body. <laughs> and and what, what, what another time for you to get another chance to say, I'm making a new choice in my life. And I'm here breathing and I'm going to make a new choice. And you, you may want to thank the divine. Say, thank you for reminding me about this important life force. Yeah, we can't see it, so it doesn't seem to exist in this physical material world. What is the most, what the most important thing? And when you start to feel yourself in that simple place, you may hear a bird outside and you and listen to the sound of the bird. It's the most beautiful thing. And you start to look at simple things. Don't have this expectation. I want to win a million dollars. We, you know, I'm going to go buy all this. Not, nothing is wrong with that, but don't keep your expectation in a place where it may not be able to be realized. Start from the simplicity. And when you go to bed, you say, I'm grateful. And you want look, what 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 is it today I was grateful for? What happened today? You may have forgotten if you don't ask yourself to pay attention, you may never remember did you take it for granted. You know, and and then you wake up in the morning and you do the same thing. I'm grateful for this life force in my body. Oh my goodness. It's yours. And you didn't have to do something nice to get it. 
because you already are the divine source. You are. And it's there for you. So we talked about gratitude, being grateful. And I generally uh, recommend people write those, the, the gratitude insights down because we forget so fast. Uh, and yeah, and if you write just one thing down a day, in a year, you've got 365 things to help you remember that good things do happen for you. So gratitude is incredibly, incredibly important. What about forgiveness? Because it seems like we find ourselves in these situations and sometimes we forget <laughs> that we need to be still and loving and kind and you have a different altercation. So how how does forgiveness work in in the in uh, in this human conditioning? In my book, I wrote my forgiveness to my older brother who had molested me. And also, in addition to that, when I grew up, you know, he borrowed money from me. I was still, what, 12? And I never got it back. And again, he did something else that was just financially, which was not okay. And because I, I, I have a sense of spirit, I was able to let it go. But... I had not really let it go from the divine space. I didn't know that. So he's in he's in a nursing home. He has, you know, he has a, a um, he's in a nursing home and I had a stroke. And I was leaving there and I felt I have to go see him because I understand his time here is 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 is, is short. I thought before I move, I must go to see him. And I'm telling you, Stephanie, when I went to that door, I saw his essence. I have never seen that on anyone before. And I went up to his bed. He wasn't able to speak well, but he was able to speak to me that whole day, that time I was there. I went up to his bed. I took his hand because my essence, my divine spark, my spark saw the essence of his being, his spark. And I took his hand and I said, I love you so much. I loved the part of him that was locked away, that never hurt me. And please, if you, all of you can really recognize that the human conditioning can create some brutal things. Nothing that is loving will ever hurt anyone. Your divine spark is all about love and gratitude and see the world from the eyes of the innocents. 
But first, we, we, we have to unveil, we have to go through the healing. It's important. Yes. yes. So for people who have difficulty releasing and healing, what are some steps they can take to get started? Because we all know that when you hold on to that stuff, it does ruin your health and it shortens your life. It's got some human uh, consequences to it too. So how can they start? What small steps can they take? So someone listening to this now uh, who's experienced those kinds of things at the hands of a loved one, what can they do now to release themselves, to start to release themselves from that? Well, the first thing is to really open and realize when these things happen to you, you were so frightened and helpless, at times many helpless, that you closed down. The fear overcame your feeling of um, releasing the emotions. So you, you locked it away and fear took over. And I often say fear is a guardian at your heart. You have to get rid of that guardian, the fear. But to know that those locked away emotions are there, is there for you to say, okay, I didn't know how to do it. Or I still don't know to do it, but I ask and pray for support. Support to come to me in any way that will support me. Whether it's a book from the bookstore, whether it's for you opening up to cry, whether it's you meeting someone who has the ability to help you. Because when we pray from our hearts, our prayers are answered. It's not a mental, oh, you know, I wish I had this new car because of the heart. It's the heart, yes. <laughs> yes. That's the beginning. The beginning is that you're ready and you're making a new choice. And you, you don't have to forgive everything today. We want you to get started with something today. Right. That's right. Right. It, took okay. me, it took me years, you know. It, it was, and, and I want to uh, share with you, everybody. Experiences are the greatest teachers. The greatest wisdom is experience. And if you hold yourself back, from gaining experiences, you have trapped your divine self in here. Yes. Education, true. education is a learning that you do. Experience is wisdom that you gain. So I know how painful it has been for many people because a lot of these things happen in your childhood and you lock down. I mean, you know, I know. 
I walked away from my own wounds. In the mystical moment, my soul couldn't do what I'm doing here if <clears throat> I did not go through my healing. I would still be in separate places. I'm, I'm not talking about my childhood and I'm walking away from all of that. And I would never get here to be able to hold a place of love and compassion. That is true. Yes. We, we yeah. do have to do our own healing. Yes. So, <clears throat> so we hear a lot about the importance of visualizing in order to help the human condition. So have you found that visualization helps or does it not help? We know forgiveness and gratitude helps a lot. Those were two, those were two techniques I have, I think I heal my whole life doing gratitude and forgiveness. But what about yes. uh, visualization? <laughs> I don't do much about that. But there, there is a value to it. <clears throat> our mind and our body are connected. So what we think, our body is feeling and expressing. So if you really say, you know, visualize something beautiful, it's going to take a positive mindset and it probably will start to feel something in your body that it aligns because the mind body is connected. So, <clears throat> you know, as I said, I'm not much into visualization, but I think a lot and I'm a very deep introspective person. So I feel a lot. I'm very, you know, I have a deep feeling. So that's why I think if you, Visualize something simple. Don't, I, I would suggest you don't go to a book <clears throat> and they said, visualize this. Let your heart speak to you. You go in here, what it is you want to change. Let your heart speak to you. Mm. It's not somebody's opinion on what you should do because what you would be doing at that time is practicing something you saw in a book and you're only repeating practicing you got to have it from a heartfelt place for visualization to work yes and i don't know that when they talk about visualization many people talk about feeling it from the heart i know and i've tried yeah, and I do visualization, and I and you're right. If it's not in the heart, it the, even the visualization is flat. You know, it's like this. Oh, yeah. But when it's just an idea. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. It's just an idea. But when it's I'm visualizing something in my heart, I'm amazed at how clear it is and becomes, and how real it feels. It is such a difference when you actually engage the heart in the process it's just, yeah, it is so different it's like it's to the i mean and I, sometimes it's to the point where it's like oh i love this i love living in the heart space it's don't you don't want to leave living in that heart no space. that's where gratitude is too yeah. <laughs> and yeah. forgiveness and, right. and forgiveness right you don't want to leave 
you don't want to leave that heart space. So how can we start to teach our children as they grow up how to live in their heart space, how to actually uh, channel in uh, all the good things? Because it's here. It's We don't have to work really hard. Uh, we make ourselves work really hard because that's what our human conditioning says. But it's already here. So how do we teach our children to to tap into it so that they can have an easier life than the ones that we had as we experience as we try to experiment and discover all of this? You know, the adults, the parents, have to change. I have to say. Because if I'm doing the opposite of what I'm teaching my child, they're going to know. And I tell you a story. I tell you many years ago, I had a male client come to me. And always they have to tell me things that they're, they're, they're disturbed about and different ages. And he was really open. He's, one of the time, and I never forgot it, he said, my mother was really kind to me and loving. And he said, one day, he was very young, one day I looked at her and I see her unhappiness. And it was different. What she was feeling was different from the way she was treating me. And it created a rift. He didn't know how to, he closed, he stepped back because he didn't know how to, um, to be with her. There was a confusion and a lack of trust in his mind, and he pulled back. But that came up in our session, so it must have been a point in his life, maybe he didn't trust women in relationships, because those things can happen. So, so the, going back to the question, mother has to really, or the parent has to feel a genuine love when they're with their child because that's where the child is going to grow from and and identify with themselves through that acceptance and love. Many children never felt accepted. So that, that <laughs> unfortunately Adults have to change or recognize how deep, how deeply affected they are. They how deeply affect uh, how deeply they affect their children in the way they are in their lives. That children see everything. Yes, they do. They see everything. So, what about? Current technology, <laughs> social media, <laughs> and what all of that that's going on. How does that affect oh. the human conditioning? How do we make a different decision? And, or do we need to make a different decision and turn away from it? So how do we manage that? Because our children and adults are, are just tied to technology. And social addiction. media, addiction, yeah, and addiction, and they're living life through other people instead of living their lives. 
you know, to me, the basic thing about that is I am, I am not happy with myself. I'm looking for stimulation outside. And stimulation at times, people love, human beings love chaotic ways at times when they're not happy with themselves. So it's a distraction from what you're feeling. A lot of people are afraid to feel what they're feeling. So why they don't like to be alone. If anything that you are listening to that affects you, that's stir you up, shut it off. That's the simplest because your body will tell you how it's feeling with what you're ingesting in there. So that's the most simple, best way to do it. Walk away. Walk away. Walk Back away. Up. Walk away. Just walk away from it. Uh, yeah, I, I know it will draw you in if you're not careful because a lot of people do check it to just sort of check on their loved ones. But if you're not careful, uh, you'll be there for a while. So I recommend you set a timer, give yourself 10 minutes to check on everyone's well-being and get out of there. Because you're right, you end up pondering things and, and losing time that you needed to accomplish something that you needed to accomplish in the day. And now you're stuck in that, you start stuck in that circle and you can't get back to doing the things that you want to do so that you can uh, embrace your own power, embrace your own greatness. Yes, of course. You so know, when I wanted, go ahead, go ahead. I wanted to say, I wanted to bring back to people to recognize how human conditioning is affecting humanity. We don't have to teach or remind anybody about the chaos that's happening in the world. The world is not chaotic. Human beings are creating chaos. The world is in perfection created by the divine. Chaos, it's really, really becoming increasingly everywhere in the world within here. Love is not present and people are in chaos. Let us all make that choice here today to change the way we are, to come to make an effort to live in peace. Move away from the maddening crowd. So we have some people listening, I'm sure, that says, well, how do I just break it immediately? So you want me to make a change right now? Because I believe you make changes in a moment, so I think it's possible. But some people think they need time. Uh, so how, how do you help them know that they can move forward now? And they don't have to wait to a week, a, a week to something gets in place. So 
I would ask them to look at what is it that they feel they want to change. You have to be aware of it. What is it that you feel is disturbing to you? And don't push it away. Okay. Bring it up. Hold a space for it. Because and, and open and bring it to yourself. Because these, these pieces and parts are, are we are feeling the pain of it because it's not it's not integrated in us. So I want you to be the parent now. Let's say you are the parent for this pain. When I first of all, you see, what is it you want to change with you? Why is it you want to change it? What happened that you're feeling that way? So we have to ask all those questions. What happened to you? Why you are feeling that way? You put your hand in your heart and feel self-compassion. Yes, you can do it. Mm -hmm. There's a place in you, a divine state, that has that love for you. You just haven't opened that door yet. Reach out and say, I know that I am not that pain. Right now I'm feeling it. And you said, okay, come open your heart. Bring it into your heart. Give it to that divine state because that divine state is always love always love always love yeah right and if you find something that disturbs you about the human conditioning I'll don't watch more of it on social media figure out what you can do right? figure out what you can do to change that because a lot of times uh, there's a minister that says a lot of those things treat them like they're a prayer request. So a lot of those are just cries for help too. And sometimes Absolutely. we're the ones that should, that have to provide the relief that we've been called. We're just not here to sit around and watch it. We are here to heal ourselves. And when you heal yourself, you'll be surprised how many other people uh, can be healed because you have healed yourself too. So what would, we're coming to the close of the show. So what is one thing you want us to remember and one thing that we can all do to help improve the human conditioning? You know, I want everyone to realize from their heart how valuable they are. You would never come, your soul would never come into this planet without a very special reason. And every soul is here because it created a, a, an agreement to do something. We don't, you know, we don't know what that agreement is. But if we keep moving and opening, we'll discover it. I didn't know what my agreement was. I'm sure Dr. Stephanie didn't know either. 
but she had to keep working and would move in, never get stuck. Right. You're very valuable. You are a spark like we are. We're all sparks of the divine. Consider that. You're just yes. covered over with the pain, with the conditioned self. That's all. That's all. That is so true. So I want to remind all of you to discover that divine spark that is within you. It's been knocking at your door every, every since you've been here. So I want you to agree to listen to it and allow it in. Because I've always said that if the world is in the state that it's in, it's because all of us are not doing what we're supposed to be doing. And once we do what we're supposed to be doing, we'll watch that world around us will change. So I want to thank you for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. I'm sure my audience has enjoyed it. And I want to thank you for all of the tips that you've shared with people. Because uh, I know that there are people watching this whose spirit has awakened and they want to know what their next steps are. So I'm sure we provided some answers. So with that, may this day offer you just what you need in every unfolding moment. I want everyone to trust their greatness and embrace their power. I want you to be inspired until further notice. Just celebrate everything. Do not go gently into that good night, but find a hero worth dying for and take it and be the person that you are waiting for. Make today so awesome. And above else, do it your way. And as you're making today so awesome, I want you to do it so yesterday gets jealous, okay? So with that being said, I'm Stephanie Wilson-Coleman, the Empowerment Doctor. It has been my pleasure. And as I say, with the right pair of shoes, I can accomplish anything. Trust your greatness. You Bye. can walk a thousand miles. <laughs> a thousand miles. <laughs> It's
and my 